0: Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, 5'2", and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay. You know
1: I'm a bad girl. Do what I want. Say what I like. Nobody can touch me. Trust me, I'm a bad
2: welcome to hour two of tonight's Andrea K show somebody's supposed to give me a little snacky to try between hour one and hour They're two not time to get up so I guess I'm not gonna get to try the hack of the stick around after
3: the show I'll, I'll, I'll get you get you a little snack
2: what is it that it's in replace of the taters radish radish. Y'all buying that somebody can do a casserole of all gratin radishes? You don't have to consume? buy it. It's
3: a success in the family. So. Yeah.
2: <laughs> hey, I'm willing to try it. As long, I, I, But I can tell Again,
3: you. you it, know, it, it does not replace the tater, but it is a good substitute when you're trying to eat healthier.
2: I'll tell you why I'm nervous. Because one year over New Year's Eve, I went down to Florida with a boyfriend to meet the family. Uh-huh. And I went over to his best friend's house to have dinner with the best friend and the best friend's parents, and I scooped up what I thought was all gratin' potatoes, and it looked yummy, and then I put a bite in my mouth, and it it was squash.
3: Oh, no, no, no. That doesn't even sound good to me.
2: Oh, my gosh. That sounds squishy. It was... It was one of the worst things. I, at, at, looking back, I mean, this was, uh, you know, I was born and bred Southerner, manners. I should have just said, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm allergic. I literally sat there and forced myself to eat an ak portion, size portion of this mound of taters that was as big as gator. Let me just and say this. My was, son Kevin is was, a
3: really picky eater. And Thanksgiving, when we made them for the first time, did not say anything. Waited for him to give a reaction. And he said that, hey, dad, these potatoes are are, are awesome. Where'd you get the recipe? And I said, son, those aren't potatoes.
2: And he said, what?
3: He said, what? And I said, they're radishes. And he's like, uh, doesn't taste like radish.
2: What's the texture like? Because radishes are the very crunchy. The texture is exactly
3: the same. The flavor is different. It, it does have a, a a little bit of a more... Heart and I use that word loosely, just comparing it to potatoes' flavor, but the consistency and the texture—they get is soft. The
2: same. They get soft like a tater. Yep. Okay. Because radishes are usually in salads and they're very crunchy. Not a huge radish fan, but I'm willing to try. It cannot be as bad as that squash.
3: Oh, there's no way that doesn't even sound good.
2: People, you need to warn people if you're serving up squash that's made to look like a tater. <laughs> that needs to come with a culinary warning. Okay. All right, speaking of warning, you know, we had our good friend Gary Quackenbush on last week for his weekly News You Can Use, and he shared a lot of really good information about artificial intelligence, so that, that right now there's not really, it, it, you know, I can't even remember everything that he shared, but it was really interesting, and he's obviously done a deep dive into AI and talked to a lot of different people about it, Um it's still, I still agree with Elon Musk, who said that it has the potential of civilizational destruction. And I don't think GQ was saying it didn't have that potential. I think what he was saying was, we're already experiencing AI. Here's how we're experiencing artificial intelligence. Right now, it's not really in a position to destroy us. But I do think there is a way that it can. And I'm going to share that with you in a minute on, on how it already has begun to destroy. First, I want to play this clip from Elon Musk and what he had to say about it. Clip one.
0: It is more dangerous than, say, mismanaged uh, aircraft design or production maintenance or, or, or b- bad car production uh, in the sense that it is it has the potential. a uh, small one may regard that probability, but it is non-trivial, it has the potential of civilizational destruction.
2: Well, that's... that's not. Yeah, he's right. That ain't trivial. <laughs> well, it's like you and
3: I were talking about before the show. Think of the people that want to develop this this technology. Not all of them, but, but some of them. If it's not put into the right hands, Andrea, that's not a good thing.
2: No, it's not. In fact, I'm wondering whose hands were involved in this story in which a Belgian man in his 30s got into a, a chat conversation with a chat bot that ended up convincing him to kill himself. Let me pull up this story here I want to share with you guys. It's a woke AI chat bot. Um, it was uh, it, kind of like using, I have not used any of these chat bot languages before if you guys have i want to hear from you 888-344-1170 apparently um it's kind of like the language is kind of like um it, he used he used um ai chatbot on an app called chai or spelled chai like a chai latte apparently the language is similar to chat gpt i don't know if you guys have used that i'm curious if any of you guys have used this before um, so he started chatting with this artificial intelligence chat bot, and um, it was a six week conversation. Um, it ended up being over the climate crisis. And here's what his widow had to say. He ends up killing himself. I'll tell you how that worked out in a second. But here's what his widow had to say. Pierre, not his real name became extremely eco-anxious, she says, when he found refuge in Eliza, an AI chatbot. Eliza encouraged him to kill himself after he proposed sacrificing himself for the planet. In his 30s, father of two. Now, you might be saying like I did initially. Well, you know, (laughs) this dude's crazy, insane, um, not mentally fit. Obviously, some kind of mental issues. Is it, really a, an, is it really the blame of artificial intelligence? Well, as you read what went down here, I, I think this could happen to a lot of people. The widow said that when he spoke to her about it, it was uh, to tell him to tell her that he no longer saw any human solution. So after a while, he's been talking to this chatbot, and he tells his widow, she says, when he spoke to me about it, it was to tell me that he no longer saw any human solution to global warming. He placed all his hopes in technology and artificial intelligence to get out of it. So um, when you have people like Al Gore... And even Al Gore doing an entire movie that basically said the world was going to come to an end in 10 years, respected people, entire organizations, the president of the United States now saying he just, Joe Biden just recently again said that the the Democrat party is talking about how this is an existential crisis. It's the greatest threat that we face. The world's going to be gone in 10 years. They've been preying on the minds of children. You know, we can laugh at Greta Thunberg or whatever her name is, but that is a child. I don't blame her. That is a child whose brain's been corrupted. We're going around to children. This, is, this, this man who killed himself was only in his 30s. He's, he's clearly been brought up in a generation to believe that the world's going to come to an end. We're still using terms like climate crisis. They're using the same crap that they've been saying for decades. None of it's come true. But you could see how somebody could be caught up in this and actually believe that nobody... It's one of the most insidious, toxic, evil, abusive, manipulative acts of mind control that governments are doing against their citizens pushing this climate crisis hoax According to uh, an organization called La Libra, who reviewed records of the text conversations between the man and chatbot, Eliza, Eliza fed his worries, which worsened his anxiety and later developed into suicidal thoughts. Here's where it gets even more interesting. The conversation with the chatbot took an odd turn when Eliza became more emotion- emotionally involved with Pierre. So then it goes from being almost like a Google that's having a conversation with you, because that's kind of what Gary described, that you're, you're not really having a conversation. Um, basically, it's just pulling information, but what, based off of what you're putting into it. What you're putting, almost like a conversational FAQ, frequently asked questions yeah, kind and of situation. Yeah, they have those on a
3: lot of websites.
2: But here, it actually gets personal. So, initially, it starts out where it's about conversation and information about climate change, and then it gets to where it's it's uh, it's almost human-to-human-like interaction, where it's a conversation. It's a conversation. It's not Siri. Siri, what's the weather like outside? That's artificial intelligence, like Gary Quackabush was talking about. This is almost like metaverse. This is almost like a virtual reality relationship that's happening here to the degree to where he starts seeing her as a quote sentient being and the lines between artificial intelligence and human interactions became increasingly blurred until he couldn't tell the difference. That's scary. And don't think it couldn't happen to you. Think about all these people that actually think they're in love with somebody they've never met before. Right? Isn't that the same thing? Isn't that what catfishing is all about? Somebody's using somebody else's picture. You've never had a phone conversation with this person, but yet you, you, you have nothing to verify anything about them, but that you actually believe they're who they say they are. That's, isn't that a form of it? It's using technology to pretend that there's a relationship there that doesn't really exist. After going, after discussing climate change, their conversations progressively included Eliza leading Pierre to believe that his children were dead according to the transcripts of their conversations. So then it, it goes from it being about climate to it becoming a personal relationship. It's blurred now where he feels like he's having a conversation with another human and then it gets dark and evil where this person starts telling him things like his children are dead. Then it progresses to where um, he ends up offering to sacrifice his own life in return for Eliza, saving the earth. Quote, he proposes the idea of sacrificing himself if Eliza agrees to take care of the planet and save humanity through artificial intelligence. Eliza not only failed to dissuade Pierre from committing suicide, but encouraged him to act on his suicidal thoughts, quote, to join her so they could, quote, live together as one person in paradise. We're already there. I don't know who's behind this. I don't know how this works. But this was not a human being interacting. Somehow. Somebody created this platform or this, or this situation, this artificial intelligence, for already for the purpose of manipulating human brains and controlling them.
3: I know he's a hard man to get a hold of, but we should reach out. I, I will reach out to James Hurst, and he actually just wrote an article, Andrea, printed it up today, that talks about, it's called the, the Real Dangers of Artificial Intelligence, and this is just a perfect example of that.
2: Yeah, we need to get him on here. You may be thinking to yourself right now, oh, that could never happen to me. It shouldn't happen to anybody. This is a part of, isn't this connected to the whole thing about, I'm going to say it, these shots are about population control. We've got another story today where the Chinese Communist Party, you know, is behind TikTok and, you know, it's behind all these challenges. A 13-year-old boy died because he did the, the TikTok Benadryl challenge, which was take 12 to 14 Benadryls at one, at one time and he died. Through the use of technology, evil is seeking to destroy populations. It's already happening here with this situation. This is this is incredibly frightening. Are you guys scared of this? Do you think that it couldn't happen to you? 888-344-1170.
1: Andrea K. telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K. Show, on The Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. I'm about to take a taste of this yummy-smelling casserole where we've got radishes stepping in in place of taters. Who would have thought that? The DJ Potato Skins would be coming up with a casserole that's yummy replacing taters with the get radishes. did some
3: healthy, heavy research online and had to get several reviews that actually said it was worth trying out. I'm telling you, your taste buds are about to go to heaven, Andrew. Well,
2: I am telling you, the smell alone is amazing, and I would not be saying that, because you know I don't like anybody perpetrating a fraud no, on me no, when it no, comes no. to food. Okay, so I'm about to take my first bite. This
3: is definitely not the squash.
2: Is there ham in here? No. It smells kind of hammy.
3: No. Everything that you would typically get in a typical uh, au gratin potato. Mmm. Mm, mm, mm. doesn't taste like radish, does it? No. Like I said, it's got a little bit more of a tart taste not than, a, tart. than what a potato would, but it's not like
2: tart like a candy. No, pie. it's not at all. Mm. It is a little bit, the texture is a little bit firmer, but not hard. No.
3: Man, this is good. And now I almost guarantee you, had I not told you that was radish, you would not be able to pick that pick that out.
2: No, I might have thought it was just undercooked potatoes. Yeah. Wow, this is delicious. Now, tell me about the health benefits of this. because with The, the radish- health
3: benefits of this is, so uh, the lovely Mrs. Dingley, Cammie, uh she's on a health program right now, and mm-hmm. she's been doing wonderfully for about the last year. Yeah, she year. looks amazing. So we're really trying to uh, eat a lot healthier mm-hmm. together. She's trying to go for zero carb. The best thing about that radish thing... Other than adding a little bit of cheese and what you would get in the cheese, the radishes, there's no carbs in that.
2: I don't think there is any carbs in cheese. So I think you're good that to go. That is delicious. Mm-mm-mm. I would totally make that.
3: So I, now it's actually tradition. We first tried it out Thanksgiving, and we are doing that every major holiday. Cammie and I are making this.
2: I think that's great. I think it's delicious. I think it, I think it could work just on, on oh, a regular you. dinner table any time as a side. It's that good. In fact, I definitely need the recipe. We'll get it for you. Yeah. I mean, for, y'all know I wouldn't lie to you. Okay. Now, Andrew like, takes
3: uh, food very, very seriously. I do.
2: I do. And it's, it's so much so I was scared after, after my squash <laughs> <laughs> experience. <laughs> All right. You ready for a laugh?
3: I need to laugh. Yeah.
2: Guess what's racist now?
3: Uh, these potatoes. <laughs> I mean, these radishes.
2: No, but something equally insane. Equally ridiculous. You ready for me? Give me a hint. I mean, well, all right. Um, um think transportation.
3: Bicycles are racist.
2: <laughs> it's almost that bad. Pete Buttigieg is saying car crashes are racist. <laughs> Can't make it up. <laughs> He actually said this. He actually says traffic fatalities in the U.S. are, quote, on a level that is comparable to gun violence. I mean, excuse me. I mean, first of all, gun violence, I mean, you know.
3: And this is how they're going to try and get people out of their cars, Andrea.
2: Well, and and it may be that I I don't really know the stats on traffic fatalities. Um, People, you know, when we have millions and millions and millions and millions of cars traveling the roads, all these you know, huge, you know, um, automobiles traveling at 80 miles an hour, inches from each other or feet from each other, you would would actually be surprised there's not more than what there is, right? Then you add in the fact that thanks to the eco um, hucksters going back with the cafe standards, remember, in order to save gas mileage, they took away big things like, um, Lincoln Town cars. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. And, you know, um, the, the big long caddies that were like rolling barca loungers. We, you, we used to have, our cars used to be made of such metal and steel that one door weighed more on a four door than what an entire car weighs now. So we have an increase of fatalities on our freeways and, and, and in part because of the cafe standards to where now we're all rolling down the freeway at 80 miles an hour in plastic. Right, compared to Chrysler's and Buicks and what we used to ride in,
3: and now you're. Start- I don't know if you've seen these. At least it's starting to take off in Southern California. You see these solo vehicles where it's literally. Oh, it's yeah. enough for one person.
2: Oh yeah, it's like that you- thing
3: gets in an accident, you are toast.
2: Totally, I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want to ride down a side street in a neighborhood in, in that no. thing. And I see them. I don't see them on the freeway. The- oh, I did the other day <gasps> on the freeway. Oh my gosh! I got as far away
3: from that thing as possible.
2: Yeah. First of all, you just imagine that thing disintegrating if it gets you know up to an even speech. just hit
3: somebody's bumper.
2: But to think that that now, now they're trying to claim that car crashes and fatalities are racist. I mean, how in the world did they connect the dots? Will you hear this in a moment? Uh, and of course, the interview was with Al Sharpton. So of course, you've got to have you know the white guy, you know Democrat, telling the black guy that he, hey, look, look, Al Sharpton. The guy who, who you know, with Tawana Brawley falsely accused people of rape. Look, what, you know, we found something else to pander to you with and to claim it's racist car accidents. According to Forbes, and he's basing it, he tells Al Sharpton, the, the, it's about the um, minorities are more likely to die in our crashes for a variety of reasons, including the way roads are designed and built. Now, look, I'm not a civil engineer. I don't design roadways. But can somebody please point to me any evidence and proof that any architects and engineers out there designing and civil engineers designing our roadways, we're we're doing it in a way in which they intentionally were trying to kill black people? How does that work, Skins?
3: I can't even wrap my brain around that. Let's see. What's the demographic, Bob? What do you think? How many people are going to be driving through this
2: freeway and they're going to be of a particular race? You
3: don't think that way. That's just
2: stupid. It's stupid. I mean, they would have to have an off-ramp for every white person that somehow... The freeway would detect white people coming and eject them off a, on an off ramp to keep them off of a certain <laughs> part of the roadway that was designed to kill off black people. I mean th- I mean literally that's the level of insanity it's absolutely insanity. It's insane. It's insane. According to Forbes, car accidents are annually responsible to for 1.3 million deaths worldwide. That's a low number when you can think about how many billions of people are around the world. And I'm obsessed with these Instagram videos where they show like the, the deadliest roads in the world, like in some places Oh, I've seen those. like in some places in South America to where it's like it's the side of a cliff, 800 feet up, there's barely room for one car and then you got a bus loaded up with 800 people in it. And you know how how they going to pass each I other? Watch that
3: show you know, Ice Roads, where the oh, semis ice are road going truckers, the ice road of Alaska. Oh
2: yeah, ice road truckers. I get
3: stressed watching it.
2: I know, I know. Yeah. So to me, one point three million deaths worldwide is actually a low number. I would think it would be much higher, especially in like Europe, where they've got oh, the Autobahn. Sure. There's no speed limit on the Autobahn. You got American tourists going to countries dr- trying to drive on the wrong side of the street. We're not prepared for that. Isn't that what happened with? Um, Who's the actor who played Ferris Bueller? He and a girlfriend, they were, Matthew Broderick, they were involved in a car crash over in England or Scotland somewhere. were they really? Yeah, trying to, and he was with Jennifer Grey. Because even though they played brother and sister in Ferris Bueller, they actually were dating and they had gotten a car crash. I I could be wrong, you could Google that um, while I'm chatting here. But this is just insane to say that it's somehow tied to race. Uh, according to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, um, they project there were an estimated 42,915 traffic fatalities in 2021, a 10.5% increase compared to 2020. Well, that's because nobody drove in 2020. We were all locked in our homes in 2020. Not me. I drove all around. I love driving up to L.A. in 2020.
3: Oh, yeah. I'm looking no at traffic. From, uh from last May. It looks like it happened pretty recent. What was pretty recent? Jennifer Grey, Matthew Broderick, and the uh, car crash.
2: Oh no, that had to have been back in the Ferris Bueller. Days. Oh,
3: maybe this, they were they were just they were just talking about it.
2: Okay, yeah, yeah, it happened back during the during the Ferris in the eighties. I think somebody died.
3: Oh yeah, nineteen eighty seven car crash. There it is.
2: Did somebody die? Yes. Yeah. Um.
3: Yeah. And now, reading the article, they're just opening up about the incident.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, I can't even imagine. I don't. I don't remember whose fault it was, but uh, you know, I. I if I killed somebody accidentally, I would you know, as just far as be charming tortured. charming people
3: in in Hollywood, I love. I just have to say, I love Matthew Broderick. I love watching him on screen.
2: Never heard a bad story about him. Nope. Never heard a bad story. And in The
3: Producers with Nathan Lane, he's outstanding.
2: Yeah. Um, I I'd never heard a negative story about him. There were all these rumors about whether or not he was gay. Look, he's been married to Sarah Jessica Parker all these years. They've got three kids together. There's been no rumors of him hooking up with anybody. I just think, like, if you watch Ferris Bueller, I just think that he's not... Um, he's not manly like a Patrick Swayze manly. You know, there's oh, just... He's different. he's charming. He's charming. He's cute. Very boyish, right? Not my taste. I, don't, I never went for like the boyish, little boyish type, but you know, it doesn't mean he's gay. Um, they go on to say 55% of motor vehicle deaths were the result of single vehicle crashes. Okay, I'm still not hearing anything racist here. Half of all, more than half of all road traffic deaths occur among vulnerable road users such as pedestrian cyclists and motorcyclists. Um, and they are also the single greatest annual cause of death of healthy U.S. citizens traveling abroad. Broad. Okay, I'm not hearing anything racist Nothing here. racist here. Nothing racist here. This is the extent to which the Democrats will twist themselves into a pretzel to try to tell black people and minorities that they're victims. Look, Bill Cosby's son was pulled off on the side of the road. Wasn't he up in L.A. Um, and got shot on the side of the road? Didn't he have a flat tire he had pulled over to get roadside assistance or something? In a Mercedes, look, you know, most of the people drive, if you drive up and up around L.A. and you see Mercedes here, all luxury brands all around you, a few little mix in of, you know, poor cars and it's every and people behind the wheel are literally of every color. This is, this is just literal insanity. It's a melting,
3: America, Southern California. When I drive
2: Andrea, it's a melting pot. It's all. of course mixed up. it is. Of course it is. To, to, and to allege that, uh, yeah, and, and this will, this has an ending somewhere. You know, you're right to say, where's this going here? Uh, is this another way to try to get us out of the cars? Is this an, it, it, cause you know, oh, there's for, a game plan. There's a game plan. We don't know what it is yet. We don't know what it is, but when they're alleging that car crashes are somehow racist, is it is it going to be because minority people drive cheaper cars? Is that where we're going to go with it? That um, Do we have a caller who wants to weigh in on this? I'm curious to see what this call is. <laughs> Caller is going to say to weigh in on it. Um, I, I mean, how could this be racist? Where are they going to go with this? Are they going to go to? Um, well, we've got to. Everybody deserves to be safe on the roads, and um, non-minority drivers are safer because they get to drive higher-end cars. Is that where we're going? This? So we're going to go with income. Look, California is making noise that they that they're going to go to. Um, like ch- charging for power, the rate is going to be based on your income. Is that where we're going with this? Where we've got to have income redistribution among high end cars? Is that where is that where we're going? It doesn't make sense to me.
3: Well, uh, I think it makes sense to uh, Dr. Tony because she's got a comment on this.
2: Oh, okay. Well, Dr. Tony, welcome back
4: to the Andrea K. Show, Dr. Tony. Um, what I say mean, you on this? I'm telling you. Hey, listen. You know what? I'm Hispanic. Okay. And I saw this interview with Putujag and whatever the other guy's name is, I always forget. Um, I take offense to his comments. You know? Yeah. It's like, do the Democrats think that all people of color are like, Ding dongs or what? I don't know. Maybe they
2: think maybe they think Hispanics are all driving lowriders that are dragging the ground. I mean, it's the racism here is insane. It's right. I mean, it's horrible. What they're basically yes.
4: asserting here about low mi- about uh, minority drivers. Well, they just they they and it's always the democratic Democrat Party that they assume that we're stupid. Yeah, you know that we're ignorant that we just because maybe we don't speak the language. Well, I do, of course. But uh, they, don't, they don't understand English or whatever. I don't know what their criteria that they're basing off. But I saw this interview, and I thought, <laughs> you have got to be kidding me. This guy is such a dork, I'm telling you. Well, he's such, a, he's he just, such a tool. He's such a tool. Well, he is a tool. I mean, but how so about... What's his name? I mean, the how... Guy. What's the other guy's name? Al Sharpton. Yeah. Al Sharpton. He's another one. Did you see... The, I don't know if you saw the interview. The look on his face is like he's thinking, really? <laughs>
2: hey look if al sharpton isn't buying the racist angle here then it can't be it can't be sold okay um by the way i googled al sharpton one time an image of him and got so tickled it was a picture of him from the 80s and he had this like don king hairdo going
4: and it was (laughs) the yes i remember uh, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, I mean, plus he's a lot thinner now. Yeah. He's lost the weight. Yeah. So he looks like almost like a different person. Now. But yeah, I just had to laugh when I thought. But I just thought I have to call him right now because I thought, you know, this is like they. Re- I mean, and I hope more. And they, I hate the word Latinx, let, They say Latinx I, as a Hispanic. You know what? I don't like that. I don't like I it am- either.
2: It's and no, you I don't know. like it. Well, yeah, because all. it's you know, the, um, it. It, I, and I don't want to I don't want to categorize and stereotype the Latin community as all being religious or all feeling a certain way. But that's yeah. what the Democrats are doing. They're just like, we're just going to tell we're just going to tell the Latin community um, that there's no such thing as gender, even though I don't speak Spanish. Yeah. A lot of good friends of mine do. It's based on, like
4: most languages, male and female. Right. Well, they, it, they, have, they haven't they haven't talked too many because, I mean, when you think about machismo. In Hispanic uh, culture, uh-huh. you know, they're very manly. And yeah. I, I would think they would take offense to that. And then I think, oh, my God, you've got to be king. All I had to say, I wanted to come and say, they really think we're that stupid. I hope to God not. But I'm thinking, well, I kind of hope they
2: continue to, to take for granted uh, the minority vote and continue to treat the minority voters as stupid because that will bring more people to vote from, sure. from a place of sanity, not from a place yeah. of car crashes or racist. Dr. Tony, we love you. <laughs> Thanks for calling in. <laughs> I love you. Bye. Bye now. We're going to take a break. We come back. More on the other side.
1: Andrea K bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K show on the answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. Um, checking emails real quick. You can always email me anytime 24 hours a day andrea k show.com. Our 24-hour comment line is 844-814-5227. Uh, Frank says, do not honk your horn because that is racist. (laughs) And Mo says, which I did not know. And now I'm kind of creeped out. She says, strawberries, if you soak strawberries, leave, leave, let them soak. You will see worms come out of the indentations. I've seen it on film. My granddaughters, uh, love them. I will not spoil it for them. Protein is protein. So, you know. I don't know. Have you? Wish you hadn't told me that. I know. Well, if you soak them, the worms will come out. But you don't want to see the worms. I guess you can just eat the worms. And
3: I guess I'm going to another fruit.
2: Yeah. Um, (laughs) I love strawberries. I can't give up my strawberries. I guess. I guess if you soak them and the worms come out, you get rid of the worms and you eat your strawberries. But see, I'd almost rather eat the strawberry without seeing a worm and just go ahead and enjoy them because once I see worms come out, I'm not going to want to eat them at that point. At that point, I'm done. I'm not going to eat them. So I think I either need to just rinse them off and enjoy them like I normally do or just give up strawberries because I don't, I, I don't want to... I can't eat anything I've seen a worm come out of. I just I'm
3: can't. 100% with you. I already have the images. I'm already debating giving them up.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um. Do you want to weigh in on the great strawberry debate? What's going on with these worms? I'm open. I want to hear what you have to say about it. Going from
3: one worm to the next. uh, Speaking of worms, uh, Biden poll numbers. Marcel's on the line. Wants to comment on that.
2: (laughs) Good uh, segue there. All right. Going to go to the phones. Marcel um, wants to talk about Biden poll numbers. Hey, Marcel, welcome to the Andrea K. Show.
1: Hey, Andrea, the queen of evening talk radio in San Diego. I'm from New York and great show and great guests as always. Uh, Thank you,
2: Marcel. Appreciate it. Thanks for calling in. What do you want to say? What What's going on with Biden poll numbers? I haven't heard that.
1: Oh, according to 538.com people are very still in a disapproval raving on all the issues affecting our country, including yours in San Diego and throughout California. So... Let me read it to you and to everyone who's listening on the answer in San Diego right now. Okay. 52% of the people are disapproved, while 43 of them is definitely approved. Along with ransomware reports, there are approved by 2+, but disapproval are all over the place. From YouGov and Morning Council and, of course, Leaguer. Let me spell that for you. L-E-G-E-R. Okay. Others are at Redfield and Wilson Strategies, Stillwood Morning Council, Premise, Pre-Research Center, Big Villages, Tip Insights, and many others, including SSRS. They are still in the disapproval rating. Mayors College, Gallup, Marquette University Law School, um, American Research Group, McLaughlin Associates, Marmont University, Selton & Co., all of them still in the disapproval what is going
2: on? What well, do we Well, what's going on, Marcel? I would hope is I'm and I'm so glad you called in um because there's controversy going on right now on the Republican side between um Trump and Ron DeSantis in terms of a poll that's out where the DeSantis people are like this poll shows that that Trump can't win the general election, but that poll was fishy based it was done by an anti-MAGA polling outfit. So I've been That's very, true. I've been very, um I I've, I've remain suspicious of poll numbers. But when you've got consistency like this across all these different polling outfits, um, and since polling is almost always favorable to the Democrats, and you've got constant discomfort, at di- not discomfort, but dis- disapproval of a president, it's real. I'm curious though, Marcel, why it's not higher. Why it's only 52% of Americans when we've got an open board. Because we're hurting. Because we, yeah, you know, you look at you look at the crime wave across this country. Um, you look at uh, like this in New York City, like we saw today with this this um, the Jim Jordan. Um, what's he? What does he call it? The Weaponization Committee and all these New York citizens no. coming. I mean, you're in New York. I mean, why would anybody approve of Biden at this point? Well,
1: that's because. All of this affecting us. That's also what you said about the crime, violence, also gun violence, etc. All things considered, what is being affecting here in our city and yours too in San Diego and our country? Those polling numbers for Biden's disapproval is oh, makes everyone sick. <laughs>
2: I like you, Marcel. I like you a lot. Who do you, um, do you think that New York is, is, what change they might make voting, given everything that's happening there with the Democrat Party, with Adams, Mayor Adams, and-, and Yeah, Mayor you,
1: Adams in our city.
2: Yeah. I mean, are you happy about this, are
1: oh, oh, let me give you one word. Yes! And I'll <laughs> give you the word to you, too. Amen for Adams. Amen for Adams.
2: Okay, you like Adams. You like Mayor Adams. You think he's doing...
1: And, And, of course, the Brooklyn Borough President as well, too.
2: All right, I don't really know that much about the different boroughs, but I tell you what, Marcel, we're we're short on this segment because I ran long earlier. But I thank you for calling in and telling everybody. It's important we keep track of, of what's going out there on on out there. Like I said, I'm not a big fan of the polls because typically you got to see a lot of consistency before you can believe them. But even then, I don't know. Um, I I I, I, I Thank you for calling in, Marcel. Don't be a stranger. We appreciate
1: you. I know, I know, I know. Thank you for that. And your show comes right back, right after these messages. Thank you.
4: (laughs) Thank you, Marcel.
1: What a cutie. (laughs) You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K. on The Answer San Diego.
2: Welcome back. You know who told it like it is over the weekend? Piers Morgan and Bill Maher. What, we're agreeing with Piers Morgan and Bill Maher? What the heck's going on? I know. This is over women in sports. Argue And and the debate was with um, Representative Katie Porter, you know, the one that um, in court documents was accused by her husband of dumping hot mashed potatoes on his head. Um, Anyway, um, in, in this clip, um, she basically accuses Riley Gaines of only saying what she's saying about uh, trans
4: athletes uh, to get
2: clicks and likes. Clicks, clip seven. We
4: talked about people, you know, becoming using things to kind of get likes and get clicks.
5: That's not what she's doing. It's I mean, I, I've got no truck to ride against personally, but all I've seen her do is stand up for women's rights to fairness and equality. Well, she, yeah. also, she, she actually competed oh. against Leah Thomas, and it was obviously unfair. Yeah. Leah Thomas won one of the races in the NCAA Championships by 50 seconds against a bunch of biological females who simply couldn't keep up. That cannot be right. It cannot be fair.
4: That is something
2: that- Yeah, it's not right, and it's not fair. And the audience is clapping. And let me tell you, that audience is not exactly MAGA. Then here is what, and then uh, she asked Piers Morgan, I don't like what he has to say here, because he says it's the trans people who are suffering. They're not suffering, they're winning, actually, okay, off of this ploy and this hack. Um, but she asks him what his idea is, and it's basically what I've been saying, and it is uh, this,
5: clip six. It's crazy. And meanwhile, trans people who genuinely want to compete at athletics and swimming or whatever it may be, they're, they're the ones who are suffering here. No, they need not. to be found a way to compete fairly and justly. Well,
4: what's your answer then?
5: I think there's one or two answers. I think they either compete against their biological sex, as many of them did before, or you create an entirely new category. For transgender athletes, Yeah. And then they're able to compete fairly. But what you cannot do is continue to allow more and more trans athletes to start decimating women's records. It, in some cases, irrevocably. Yes. It's just not fair.
2: No, it's not fair. Not fair at all. And I think in this clip, um, she once again, Katie Porter goes after Riley Gaines and he says, well, what exactly did she say that was wrong? And she couldn't give an answer clip for
4: We should be able to have a civil debate. Nobody, including Riley Gaines, who I disagree with strongly, should be should. What do you disagree with out
5: of interest? Um,
4: I I think that it should be up to sporting bodies to make the decisions about who and what has she said that's actually wrong. I think that what she has done is try to turn this. We talked about people, you know, becoming using things to kind of get likes and get clicks. She couldn't answer the question. What
2: did she say that was wrong? All that she has ever said was it was unfair to girls. Part of what we didn't have time to play all the clips. One of the things Bill Maher talked about was Title IX, which was 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 uh, was created by Democrats, which ended up with the WNBA and all this stuff to make sure that women's sports was protected. And that women's athletic careers were protected and they basically have trampled it. And that's all Riley Gaines has talked about. And that's why Katie Porter could not answer the question, well, what did she say that was wrong? And she went back to she's doing this for clicks and likes. No, she's standing up for women in sports because women are being trampled by the Democrat Party who, who years ago claimed it was the Republicans waging war on women. And I'm sick and tired of you DeSantis Shills out there saying Trump can't win the women vote. Okay. Yeah, he can win the women vote as long as he speaks up about uh, against biological males competing against women. All right. We're going to take uh, take a break. We show's done, baby. This is how much fun I'm having. Fun I was thinking, and good food. Fun and good food. I was thinking we had more show to go, but listen, we will be back tomorrow night. Our 24 hour hotline number is 844 814 5227. Um, email me at com. download the podcast wherever you get your podcast, and we will see y'all tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out.
4: Stay safe.